You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Welcome you know I'm messing up your intro. Oh, no. Welcome to the Super Eric and Bro Show. There you go, buddy. I am the co-host, Stev. No, you are host, <gasps> and I am host. We are both host. We are both host. We host the both. Look at me. I am the co-host now. Oh, it's finally happened, lads. Yeah, welcome to the Super Eric and Bro Show. Uh... I am your host, Stev. <laughs> With me, apparently, my co-host, Dirkub, Captain Dirk, Mr. Dirk, whatever you want to call him, he is Dirk. Here's the thing, though. Like, Stev, you, buddy, are my Shaggy 2-dope. <gasps> you are my monoxide child, <gasps> as I am the Violent J, and I am the uh, Jimmy Madrox of Super Egg and Bros., uh, co-host sometimes can be misleading. You're every bit of part of this as I am. Yay. Yay. Does that mean we get to make songs about how magnets work? Swear to God. <laughs> this fucking meme. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, there's so much more. There's so much more than the fucking magnets. I get it. I get it. Look, look. <laughs> okay. So ten, ten fucking years ago. ICP releases Bang Pow Boom. I get super excited for it because, hey, it's the return of Mike E. Clark, the return of the Dark Carnival. We're going back to old school now. I get the CD as soon as it fucking releases. It comes out with three versions of it. And and, and I'm thinking, okay, so each new version has like new, new bonus tracks at the end of it that I can hear. This is awesome. This is great. I welcome this. And, and the albums are, are cheap themselves too. Great. I'm on board here. I buy the albums and I listen through them and I hear the song miracles. I hear that fucking line from Shaggy and I'm thinking, no, no Shaggy. What did you do? Okay. <laughs> I could ignore this and put it past me. Then the nuclear edition of bang pal boom comes out and it comes with a DVD of their music videos from that, from that album. And including this is the premiere of Miracles. And you know what fucking happened? What happened? It exploded! <laughs> Wait, like actual exploded or exploded exploded? A nuclear edition exploded! <laughs> oh no, so, that means it went viral so, very fast. Yes, it got on YouTube and then it went, then it went viral and then everybody got in on, on the whole joke then. I, it was a complete nightmare for me. And... <laughs> Then, then other bullshit articles came out saying, well, ICP is also evangelical Christians. No, they're fucking not. I see. No. How, how would their sermons? Because I, I, I'd feel like if they were evangelicals, they would have to be pastors at some point. I wonder how their sermons would be. Would it just be in just a gigantic concert like every Sunday? I, I guess. Would you would you, would you turn into an evangelical Christian if it turns out that ICP hosted like an entire like an entire Christian rap? I'd concert? probably drop them. <laughs> I, I I would probably drop them at a at a heartbeat. But what if the beats were sick and dope and fresh and fire like the kids call them? Look, I mean, they did do one album called Shangri La. The sorry, the Wraith Shangri La, which uh, was like. It, it was it was the the final Joker's card in the in the deck that they did mm-hmm. years and years ago, and the sequel to that was well part two Hell's Pit, and both of them were supposed to be like uh, these very diverse albums uh, in tone, uh, one being very happy, the other being very very sad and edgy, mm-hmm. but it actually had some of the best underground hip hop that I've ever fucking heard. Despite me not believing in heaven or hell, I still love those two albums. It is some of the best in horror music. Oh man, it's yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I never got into ICP. I guess so. That's all right, man. It's it's not for everybody. I know it's not for everybody. Yeah, but it's 
you know, it's just it's a it's another genre of things that I never really got into. I never really got into rap. I never got into hip hop. I never got into like any of that other stuff that apparently was the super cool thing. You know what my thing was? What video game soundtracks? Oh yeah, I had that when I was a kid too. Actually, yeah. I I had the Sonic Adventure soundtrack, and I got the Sonic Adventure Two soundtrack. Both from uh, the the store that I missed called Video Game Depot. Mm-hmm. I seriously, I fucking miss that store. Yeah, it's it was it was. I don't know. I mean, I never really got a good video game hangout space. It was just me existing, and you know, not really doing anything else. Yeah. But in anyways, though. Let's go ahead and get this episode started. Let's get into the games of the week. Games of the week. I don't have a game for the week. Oh. Oh. That's because I I, I listed off Batman Arkham Asylum last week, and uh, I finished it last week as well. That, like That's all I worked on during my free time. Was it was it was it actually satisfying to end it though? Yeah, I like that game. Yeah. I fucking love that game. Yeah. And then I started off with uh, with Arkham City. So at some point soon, I'll be talking about that and my retrospective, you know, opinions on it. Yeah. So like, still worth the twenty bucks to get that that combo pack for the PS4. Mm-hmm. I on the other hand uh, decided to pick up a bunch of fuck. Oh God. Uh, there were sales. There's still sales going on on Steam. Oh yeah. Uh, I am weak <laughs> when it comes down to this sort of stuff, because it's it's the savings. Think of the savings. The savings, Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> the savings, Arthur. Uh, but I think I talked about this last week. I picked up a game called Tyranny. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's it, okay. So here we go. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go through this as hard and fast and as, as informative as I can. TLDR real fast. It's good. Like, it's really fucking good. Yeah. It, it, it It's the... I don't know why. It's just the art direction. It's the story. It's the gameplay. It's everything that I wanted in an isometric thing. I mean... I mean, praise be divinity. But Tyranny might might be turning into my new favorite. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Let's, let's actually get into this. So, story-wise... You are evil. Right. You are evil. You work for an evil tyrant. Well, evil, it's really hard to kind of, for, for me to kind of explain why he's evil. All, all, all you have to know is that he is a, con- the, the guy that you're, that you're, that you're following, Kiro, uh, Kiranos? I Yeah, Kiranos, I think that's what his name is, is this very powerful mage like he he's a very powerful magic user he's a very good tactician he's just really fucking cool he also wants to instill his own brand of order and justice upon the world that you are a part of i don't remember the name of the world but you yourself your character you actually already have a background in uh, the world of tyranny because you actually have to choose what your character has been doing through all of this conquest. Right now you're going through uh, something that is known as the Tier Lands, T-I-E-R Lands. And you you go through these three or four different like conquest points, right? And that's basically how you're fleshing out your story. Like you start from a background. My, the, 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 the kind of archetype that I was trying to go for was this charismatic kind of charismatic i wouldn't call a mustache twirling but this charismatic deceiver like put your points in the charisma to bluff past everything or you know know all of the things the way that that game works but you for instance my character was a part of a very affluent family who tried to do the naughty no no known as treason and uh <laughs> my character you know talk their way out of uh, being thrown into jail and instead pledged his life to Kyrnos, the great conqueror, you know, the, 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 the rest of the title names. And so I became a, uh, so I got thrown in under the Archon of Law. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. He's not my, he's not my favorite character in that game. We'll get into that later, but 
you go through all of this. You go through the bastard city, and you conquer the bastard city along with the Unforgiven and the what's the name of it? The bloody the bloody tide or something like that. Um, basically, the Unforgiven. They're an elite fighting force. You know, they're 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 the stormtroopers if they were competent. They're they're terrifying. You fight them. Oh Jesus, they're killing you left and right, and they're not taking any losses. That's not good. On the on the left, you got yourself the bloody. Uh, I'm I'm gonna call them the bloody chaff at this point because that's what they are. They just keep taking people and saying, "You're part of the army now, son. Go die." Go that way and die for our liege and lord. Hail whatever. Go die. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take all the prisoners and we're gonna give them two. Uh, we're gonna give them two choices: join or die. Those are the only two. You can't get around it. There. Those are the two options. You get the red option or the black option. Black option means that's all you see for the rest of your life because now you are dead. And you have to go through this, and you are basically attempting to. Choose who you're elite. Uh, you you are attempting to choose who you are. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of attached to. I guess. Are you more like the law kind of guys, the honor bound people that say like, all right, we we beat them, kill them, give them a nice clean kill. That's it. Or are you a part of the? All right, hey guys, uh, we know for a fact that you know we just murdered everyone you know and love, and also raised your village to the ground. I mean, hey, we got health benefits. The health benefit is I give you this bloody bandage and a knife. I don't know what you're going to do with these two things. Go have fun. <laughs> and okay. so, yeah. And, and they're more, it's it's more like a tightly knit gang. Whereas, like, the Unforgiven is, they're more like a tightly knit family. I don't know how exactly to talk about it in that way, but in any event, you go through all of these things. You burn down a mage, uh, a mage town by summoning a volcano underneath the town because oh, you have a lot of dark secrets, and a lot of those dark secrets will probably be bad for my lord and savior, Lord Kyrnos. Um, we're gonna burn the books, but that's the knowledge of the no, 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 no. It is the will of Kyrnos, all knowledge is burned. Only he should know the things, because he is all-knowing. And if we know everything, then he's no longer the all-knowing. He, he's just the guy that knows the things that everyone else knows. So that's a naughty no-no. Burn the books. Oh, okay. Also, we're killing your mages. Okay, no, please. <laughs> we need those to live. Yeah. I don't care. Beep, boop, boop. I say words on piece of parchment that is known as an edict. Burn the town. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, a volcano came down. A, a volcano spawned into existence using cheat codes. <laughs> Bump. Whoosh. <laughs> no more knowledge. No more. <laughs> okay. And now you are being sent to this last little bastion of resistance because these little bastards decided to say, I want to have free will. I want to go out into the streets naked eating eating a hot uh, chili dog in one hand and, and guzzling back beer in the other. I want to do these things. And so like a parent, you have to go down there with a very long yardstick with spikes on it and say, no, sons and daughters, I'm going to slap you with this. And I'm going pu- to teach it discipline. Normally, that'd be like, okay, you're going down there to, you know, get rid of the resistance that's happening right now. Okay, yeah, I get it. So you're just being the evil person. You're, you know, oh, you mean, let's let's go and help the resistance and all that stuff. You know, stick it to the man. No, Kyrnos tells you, all right, when you get into this spot right here, read this. Oh, what is it? Don't worry about it. Well, technically, you have to worry about it because if you fail, then, well, pop goes the weasel, so to speak. So on this thing that is known as an edict, edicts are basically, you know, the, the, whatever is said on the edict is law. So, oh, hey, as long as this place has a bunch of knowledge, volcano. Oh, okay. So burn all the knowledge? Yeah. Okay. 
it's not going away. I mean, sorry, but sorry, bro. Rules are rules. The volcano stays. I don't know where the rest of the knowledge is. <laughs> the other one is all right. These two archons here, which are basically generals, you know, basically demigods at this point. You go over to him and says, "All right, in seven days, this entire vi this entire valley will be destroyed in a gigantic earthquake, killing everyone that is inside the valley." Hey, let me read that again real fast. And so that's where the adventure begins. You are attempting to not get butt fucked in seven days. During this time, you somehow inadvertently cause a civil war between the two factions of the very elite and very, you know, pragmatic sort of individuals that say, hey, we fought these guys, we're killing them because that's the honorable thing to do. They fought fairly, whatever, you get the idea. They didn't serve Kyrnos. The punishment is death. Okay. I want to introduce you to my favorite daddy. Yes. His name is Bones. Ashen Bones. At first, I thought I wasn't going to like him because he's like, you know, a Strix... We, 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 we adhere to the rules sort of individual. But then, like, the further onwards you go, this is where tyranny really kind of gets you. Not every... Just because you are labeled as evil doesn't mean that the people serving under Kyrnos is evil. Ashen Bones, the Archon of War, that's what I'm going to call him right now, is basically, like, at, at face value, he is just this fucking beat stick of a man. Like, he's imposing. He's got fire for pauldrons, bro. He's got an ice thing going on there right now. And if you, like, and, and, and you think to yourself, like, okay, this guy, don't fuck with him. Then, of course, you have Nerot the Many-Faced Archon. Uh, Archon of Lies and Deceit. So, basically, a spy master. He has a bunch of faces of the souls that he's captured and is interrogating right now. So sometimes they'll just all of a sudden pop over and scream out, I'm in excruciating pain. And then he'll just kind of pop over and like, oh, well, sorry, guys, that kind of got let out. Not to not to show off or anything, but I did steal this guy's soul. Like, OK, um, I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore. So I sided with the Archon. I'm like, OK, he's probably going to say, all right, if this edict doesn't get solved Right now, I'm going to kill you, and then I'll let the rest of the rest of the legion die. No, when Nerat decides to uh, betray you, he's like, "Oh, man! I honestly thought that he was going to kill you too, but for some reason, my instincts kicked in and I defended you." Like, oh, oh, that's kind of cool. And so we, we go on, I do my usual adventuring things, I solve the edict, no one dies, and then like I, I go back to him and I start talking to him, and it's like, he cares about his legion. Every, like His entire will on his legion of the Unforgiven basically amounts to the reason why you're able to take so many arrows in your chest is because Papa protects. Papa protects his sons and daughters. He loves every single one of the soldiers under his command like a like a son or daughter. He talks to a guy that is in that is basically trapped in plate mail and just says, "Hey, don't worry. We're going to solve this other edict that has you trapped in there because I care about you. I don't care about the smell that's coming out of your armor because apparently you shit and piss in there. Don't worry. We'll get you out of the armor." I'm like, "Okay, that's that's nice of you. That's really cool. Oh, as for the fucking whore son you have over here that's wearing red over here, she don't get out of my sight. Daddy's going to have to lay down the law. Okay. Not the sexual kind. All right. You don't understand. You hear the slapping? He's going to lay down the law. But in terms of gameplay, this is what I fucking love about Tyranny. You have spells. Now, normally... You'd say to yourself, okay, yeah, spells, so like, you know, your firebolt, your frostbolt, and all that sort of stuff. Here is how the tyranny spell system works, and this is why I fucking love it to death. Remember Oblivion when you could craft your own spells? Yeah. It's that. But the way that it works is that, okay, I have like this buff spell and this debuff spell. At base, I have to get up close to you and touch you in order to give you that spell. But what if I mix this ruin with this ruin 
I make a cone of debuffs, or I can actually make an AoE debuff over there. What if I want to make it longer? There's a ruin for that. So now I can hit someone from a mile away and give them the bad. Or I can make a lightning strike. Or I can combine frost and fire together and make a frost fire cone of bad. Okay, I like this. I like this a lot. Or I can literally call lightning bolts down from the skies that will hit multiple people in an area. It is so fucking cool. It is so fucking good. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still a, you know, it's a real, it's kind of like a real-time uh, strategy kind of thing. Uh, not turn-based, which is kind of jarring at first, but when you get the hang of it, it actually really makes sense. Um, but, of course, whenever I'm reviewing these sorts of games, I have to kind of talk about, you know, the one thing that I really hate. Movement in that game causes me many headaches because there are times where my guys are circling around each other not doing anything because they're trying to find an open spot to you know stand and fight and there's attack of opportunity in the game so sometimes you'll all of a sudden realize that oh your tank is running around in circles and he's taking a lot of free hits uh, that's not good. That's not good at all. Mm. But my God, it's good. Your choices matter in this game. Remember the stuff that I was talking about before? Oh, like with it's your a role playing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a role playing game. Yeah. Like, holy shit. But everything you say can come back to bite you in the ass if you say it at the, at the wrong time. Because there's a wrath and there's a favor kind of option. So if you get enough wrath with a faction, which means they hate you a lot, sure, you're gaining bonuses, but God forbid you ever attempt to like open diplomatic ties with them like, ever again. Like, they will hate you. Or, for instance, you have uh, your companions. It's the same thing. You have loyalty. You have fear. If you do things that they hate, they will fear you, and they won't act towards you in loyalty. They'll try and bail on you the first chance they get. Loyalty. They're loyal to you. They'll die for you. That's fucking cool. And each one of these actually gives you an incentive to try and balance things out, because if you get more loyal, you get team spells, which are basically spells that you cast with that companion. For instance, my favorite person right now is Siren. Siren, if you gain enough loyalty with her, you and her will pop up into the air with your entire party. It will heal everyone in the large radius that's friendly to you, and it will damage all enemies within that radius as well for like a good 10 seconds. That is the most powerful spell I have ever seen. Like, holy shit. And on... The other side, if you're playing a beat stick character, it you want to buff you want to buff that fear factor up hardcore because she gives you exploding lightning bolt attacks on your swords and on your bows and on your spells. Okay. So now I'm hitting you with frost and fire and lightning. I'm gonna touch you with all three of these bad things, <laughs> and you're going to die. <laughs> okay. I have multiple other games I want to talk about too. Well, we're already at almost 24 minutes here. I know. So uh, before we move on to the next part of the show, I do want to mention that I recently, as in just last week, guested on a show called You Hate to See It. And this is a podcast that you can find on anchor.fm. Uh, <clears throat> the description says, when three best friends get together and start drinking, anything can happen. And lucky for you, a mic is there to catch the whole thing. Uh, this is by Adam, Jeff, and Nick. Basically, from what I've list listened to from the show and guessing on it myself, uh, it's really close to what we were doing with the Plaster Paladins back in the day. Except they're getting drunk and I wasn't. Instead, <laughs> that turned into shit drunk Steve says. <laughs> My liver hurts. <laughs> <laughs> liver hurts. Uh, but yeah, you can actually listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, uh, Radio Public, Spotify, and you can even copy the RSS. 
Boy, howdy. Uh, As to when the episode that I'm guesting on is going to be live, it might be about a month from now, but be on the lookout for it. And uh, it's actually going to be a two-parter as well. Ooh. Because the chemistry was just right for it. Good. It worked out great. So with that, let's go ahead and get into the gaming news. Gaming news. All right, so I got a good deal of things to move through here. I've got four articles that are popped up right now. And the first one is from TechRaptor. New executive order by President Trump puts Tencent in its crosshairs. Now, if you were if you were awake during, what was it, Thursday night when it happened, mm-hmm. uh, there was the news breaking out about this executive order, and we had a miniature freakout. This happened on Reddit. It happened on 4chan, especially on 4chan. Mm-hmm. Since I was there. I saw it. But, I saw it with my eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then your favorite influencers uh, probably caught it as well and and freaked out too just to realize, oh, hey, oh, no, that's not what's actually happening. This is what's happening. So I'm going to go through the article here. Companies like Tencent, who have become a massive force in the gaming industry, despite widespread mistrust with the corporation, may now be in the crosshairs to be banned from the United States thanks to an executive order by President Donald Trump. This evening, President Trump has apparently signed a new executive order, his 173rd since becoming president in 2016, targeting Tencent by way of WeChat, by banning them in 45 days, similar to another executive order releasing this evening targeting TikTok and its parent company, ByteDance. President Trump is invoking the International Emergency Economic Powers Act to facilitate the ban in 45 days. The language of the order itself includes provisions to go after the government of China and other Chinese subsidiaries deemed by the Secretary of Commerce to be a threat. <clears throat> Quote, in Section 1A... The following actions shall be prohibited beginning 45 days after the date of this order. To the extent permitted under applicable law, any transaction that is related to WeChat by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States with Tencent Holding Limited, a.k.a. Tengen Kongu. I am not sure how to pronounce this, actually. I'm very, very sorry. Um, Don't want to be... Disrespectful for how, for the enunciation. Let's see it uh, in Shenzhen, China, or any other uh, sorry, or any subsidiary of that entity, as identified by the Secretary of Commerce under Section One C of this order. Uh, this comes off the heels of the U.S. State Department suddenly pushing harder to crack down against Chinese tech companies. Yesterday, the State Department issued their expansion of the clean network to safeguard America assets, stating that the Trump administration will begin to guard the privacy of American citizens and corporations from malign actors, naming the Chinese Communist Party by name as a specific example, with Huawei Uh, Alibaba and Tencent named as possible violators of the clean network program. Much of the efforts against China and the, these Chinese companies comes after last week's sudden threat to ban TikTok in the United States by the president, which has led to possible negotiations between Microsoft and ByteDance. The executive order, thanks to the relative vagueness, however, changes this landscape further. So what, was what what the freakout was about was that if Tencent is being targeted, then therefore the companies underneath Tencent are being targeted as well. Mm-hmm. So we're talking Blizzard, we're talking uh, Epic Games, Epic Games, Riot Games. Mm-hmm. So your beloved League of Legends, Dev. <laughs> but that apparently is not the case, though. No. So basically, all this is if I mean, if you've been living under a rock, let's give you a little bit of a recap. Tencent has basically been a has been accused of doing a lot of scummy bullshit things and some more, you know, illegal things. Uh, The scummy things is buying companies out to basically make a monopoly on uh, basically video games at this point, partnering up with things like Blizzard, uh, Riot, Epic. Uh, There's a few other companies that I'm trying to remember, but those, those are the three that really come up to me. But 
they're trying to make a monopoly. They're trying to, you know, get a hold of these American companies, yada, yada, yada. We've already gone through this where Tencent can say whatever the hell they want, but it's the companies that run the companies. It's just that Tencent doesn't really, you know, they, they don't have a say on how they run the company. But they will say that, hey, if you make this, we'll give you a ton of money and all that good stuff. Whatever, you get the idea. But the reason why people got really upset with them is the fact that because they are a Chinese company, they answer to the Chinese government. And usually that means that the that uh, you know the Chinese want to know things about people. So they've been accused of putting spyware into certain applications. The one that comes to mind right now would have to be the Epic Games Launcher. When that first started coming out, people started saying, all right, you're just downloading Chinese spyware. Um, to which Epic Games basically said, no, this is our this is our baby. Tencent has nothing to do with it. We just wanted to, you know, make another platform. You get the idea. And so gamers do not have a very good relationship with Tencent. And it does doesn't really help matters that, you know, Tencent tends to buy things and then neglect them. They're like a child with a new toy. Uh, the one that really comes to to mind right now would have to be uh, Funcom and uh, their big flagship game, Conan Exiles. That game, as soon as it was purchased by Tencent, has gone downhill from game-breaking glitches to servers no longer popping up to servers just breaking upon launching again. Hotfix, 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 hotfix. There hasn't been a like a big update in a very long time. And it has effectively just... Player counts starting to go down. And people are citing reasons why. Because as soon as Funcom got bought out, just for some reason, all interest dropped in Conan Exiles. And you can feel it hardcore if you start trying to play the game. You basically have to be online at all times. Even though... Conan Exiles has the good old offline-only mode, which you have to be online for, I found out. Well, that hurt my... Weird. St- that hurt That hurt me a little bit. So, uh, I it was with a heavy heart a couple weeks ago that I got rid of it and just haven't looked back since. It hurt. I put in a lot of time and effort into that game, and all of a sudden the server just decides, I don't like working all that much. Also, I'm clipping through walls. People are doing more damage to me than they should be. And, uh, yeah, the AI became a lot more A than I. Yeah. Up next, U.S. Army returns to Twitch after poor behavior. The United States Army Esports Channel has returned to Twitch after several weeks of controversial dealings and a failed amendment to curb recruitment efforts on the platform. The U.S. Army has been operating an esports channel for some time now, but it was often mired in some controversy leading up to leaving the platform several weeks ago. Most notably was a contest by the U.S. Army that instead of providing prizes to participants, misled them by sending winners to an army recruitment's page. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Boys and girls, let's uh let's not do that. Just because that you are I understand that you're trying to get people into the recruit you you're trying to recruit more people. Make it look like the army is, you know, cool and all that sort of stuff. I understand that. If you god, it just every single time the army would uh, would would hit hit on the Twitch. People would call them out. Yeah, because you're using an online platform that mainly teens, you know, young impressionable adults, or you know, children at this point. They're 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 going to be going on there, and they're going to be hearing all these really cool stories about the army, and you're not telling them any of the downsides. That you're you're trying to recruit the youngins into this by showing them all the cool things that the army gets to do like hey we're playing we're playing video games online we're hello fellow young people hey look at us we're playing video games you could do that in the army and then they kind of neglect to tell you well you're in it for the long haul have fun in iraq or wherever else you're going because you're not coming stateside for a long time yeah yeah you're you're you belong to them yeah. You are not your own person. Yeah. It's 
I mean, we've all gone to high school. We've seen the recruitment, like, kiosk. We, we, we've seen the posters. At our high school, there's literally an entire, like, wall that is just filled with recruitment, Army recruitment, Marine recruitment, Navy, Air Force, National Guard, you name it. We've had every, we have every branch on that wall. They're all talking about, hey, you're doing really cool. Also, like you should you should join it because we give you all these cool benefits and stuff like that. Like I understand recruitment. You're you're trying to get people to you know be in a standing army. Like I understand that, but at the same time, don't start using a platform that a lot of young kids get on to recruit because. I don't know. It just feels so scummy. It it does. It completely feels scummy. And you like there was even the US Army esports that would oo at you. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you mean oo? Like U W U? Yes, they have oo-wooed. Have they oo-wooed? <laughs> I Oh, they're even they're even getting in on the FN chat meme. Like, uh, okay. I, okay, to be fair, they have their own college football teams. It's fine. Sure. Whatever. Also from the U.S. Army Esports Twitter, you should check on your friends who use Discord in light mode. Next, <laughs> what's the next bit of news before I just kind of realize? Um, uh, the last bit of news that I have here: Rocksteady is making a Suicide Squad game. So the studio behind Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight are coming out with a Suicide Squad game. I trust them with this. I okay, yes. If you look at the if you look at the Arkham games, yes, I will trust them with this. But at the same time, you got to be very careful about what you're doing with this. Yeah, because Suicide Squad was not a good movie. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, way beyond the movie. I mean, there was the comics that's been around since what the '80s for Suicide Squad. Jesus, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's perfectly possible that you're gonna have the right kind of writers that are in on this, and the right people making the good kind of game mechanics that would actually make this fun for us. Yeah. I, like Rocksteady has delivered the goods before, they they certainly can again. Now I will say this: I did love playing as Harley Quinn in Arkham Knight. So did I. It was super cool. They they pinned down who exactly she was. She's an acrobat. She also has a little bit of you know the mania going on. So when you go into you know ultraviolet mode, it f- feels like you're in ultraviolet mode. Yes. Yep. I God damn. I thought they nailed things down for that too. Yeah. It's, so it's it's going to yeah. be interesting how because I I know how they'll handle uh, handle handle Harley Quinn. They handled her very nicely in Arkham Knight. Being able to play her, you felt like Harley Quinn. She's a crazy acrobat with a bat. That already touches on two of the three things that I need in a video game: crazy and bat. But at the same time. How are they going to handle the rest of them? Because we still have what? If, I'm, I'm going off of my knowledge of the most recent comic that I've read, where it had Deathstroke, Deadshot, Black Manta, Harley Quinn, uh, the Joker's daughter, and uh, God, Captain Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's... I want to know how they're going to handle those characters. Like, I want to know how they're going to handle Black Manta. I want to know how they're going to handle Deathstroke. I'm, like, shit. I want to know how they handle Captain Boomerang. There's a lot of cool things that they that they could be doing with this. I want to know how they're going to be handling the characters that we don't know how they're going to play. That's going to be the big thing. Yeah. So, we don't know of anything else right now besides... On June, sorry, on August 22nd, we'll be getting more details after some revealing from Rocksteady. Until then, we just know that that this thing is a thing. Okay. 
So I see that you actually have the uh, Twitter up there, kind of kind of teasing what they're going to be coming up there. Yeah. What is the character as the picture right now? That could be either Superman or it could be Bizarro. Ooh, I kind of hope that we fight Bizarro. So do I. Like, like fighting Superman, yes, okay, we're villains. I understand that. But fighting Bizarro, that would that would lead into some interesting shit. That could be fun. That could be really fun. What if we're fighting the Bizarro League? Like, the reverse Justice League. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of fucking cool. So here's here's my concern. If this is teasing Superman, well, name a game where you play as Superman and it feels right. And I'm talking about the... Um, the 3D era since the Nintendo 64. You mean the best game in existence? Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Mm. Hot Garbo. What uh, was the storyline of that game again? Uh, you have to save your friends from Lex Luthor in this virtual world. Why is he in a virtual world? I don't know. But either way, though, the main point is that unless we're talking about Injustice... Any game that is involving Superman uh, since during the uh, Nintendo 64 era or the... Uh, yeah, actually, that game was not supposed to... It was supposed to come for the PlayStation as well, but that got canceled because it fucking flopped on the 64. Oh, yes, it did. E- yeah, either way, unless we're talking about Injustice, Superman has never been good in games. So I'm wondering how well it's going to be handled as a villain? I'm assuming he's going to be a boss or something. Yeah, it's... Again, it's going to be weird. Because I mean, Injustice is under, uh, what is it, Realms? What's Nether Realms. Yeah, Nether Realms. Yeah, that's under Nether Realms. So that's going to be really weird to kind of figure out how that's going to work. Yeah. Because if they, I don't think they're going to be going like down the Justice Lords thing, in which case I don't really know how I'm going to like that. Or who knows, they could just play it safe and not have them as a character that you directly interact with. But it could be just kind of alluded to that Superman is starting to get nosy, yeah. and that you need to hurry this shit up, or yeah. else the or else the collars go pop. In which case, oh okay, uh, you get me there. Yeah. All right. So you had a bit of news for us, right? Yes, I did. Uh, this actually, uh, let me get the phone. Jesus. This actually pertains to Overwatch. Now I understand your qualms about Overwatch right now. Yeah. Uh, ignore that. Okay, so let's see here from Dex uh, from Dexerto.com. Uh, Overwatch community concerned after second writer quits. Another Overwatch, another of Overwatch's most influential writers, Alyssa Wong, has resigned from her role at Blizzard Entertainment just a few months after the game's lead writer, Michael Chu, quit after 20 years with the company. Wong is best known for being considered the likely successor to choose lead within the Overwatch content team and for crafting Baptista's lore with her short story, What You Left Behind. While she, has, uh, while she was never technically raised to lead writer, fans grew fond of her style and, what gr- uh, and have grown increasingly concerned now that she has left the company after just two years. Chu's departure came as a surprise to the fan base as the prominent narrator worked on Blizzard titles like Diablo 3, World of Warcraft, before becoming the lead writer for Overwatch and Overwatch 2. Upon resigning, he credited the game for being an opportunity to bring the uh, bring a more inclusive vision of Earth to life, a future worth fighting for. At the time of his departure, many turned to Wong as an expected source of consistency in the lore's development. Popular sentiment suggests that her and Chu were on similar wavelengths when it came to the game's inclusiveness, the depth of its heroes, and said characters' intertwining storylines. While none of this can be quantified, it was undoubtedly a common feeling among fans and paves the way for concerns now that she has resigned to. This is big when it comes down to, you know, writing stuff like this. Baptiste's short story was pretty cool. He was a part of uh, the, okay, I'm just going to call it the Black Watch, I guess. Or Talon, that's right. He was a part of Talon, but then he went rogue because he started kind of noticing that, are are we the baddies? Yeah, we're the baddies. I'm going to pop out. And this guy, I fucking love playing as him. He has super jump legs. Like, he did not skip leg day. He was a healer. Already my favorite. He had grenade healing. Already super cool. 
he had a bunch of this other stuff that I honestly really liked about him. And kind of looking into his lore, it's just like he's re- he's attempting to redeem himself. He's a combat medic that is attempting to redeem himself, and it just felt nice for once to actually kind of delve into the villain side of things, like a redeeming villain. Like that was really cool. And now that a second le- uh, a second writer has left the Overwatch team, that's that's kind of fo- that's really foreboding. Yeah, because. Overwatch 2 is already kind of catching a little bit of flack. Like, why don't you just release a new game mode for Overwatch or revamp graphics or do stuff, you know, that other games have been doing? Just release new content for your already big game. Maybe do the kind of updates that should have been happening for Overwatch in the first place. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said ignore my gripes, but... Yeah, I, I understand. Trust me. I understand. But... It's. I'm going to assume that the game is basically in its final stages right now. They're going to be releasing Overwatch 2 in God knows how long. I'm going to guess somewhere in the fall, maybe. But it's It's kind of concerning that two writers have already left. And Overwatch 2 hasn't even released yet. I don't know. Yeah. Feels bad. I mean... Is it is it safe to maybe guess that the their writing was done and and they don't need to be writing right now? I have a feeling that they didn't like the direction Ye- that the story oh, was going to. That's another likely scenario. Yeah, cuz that's right now we already have a bi- we already have a red flag going on right now. Two writers have left. And they've praised Overwatch about the inclusiveness that they were involved with. What about the stuff they weren't involved with? Is that the reason why they were leaving? Is it because they wanted to be involved with more stuff and never got the chance to? Is it because they didn't like the way that the story was going? Is it because they felt like they already put in as uh, a good amount of effort as they could, and now they're gonna leave before they're be- before it just they realize that you know I can't do anything more. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Because we already know that Overwatch 2 is going to be heavily story-driven. It has its own single-player mode. It has its own co-op mode. It's going to have, of course, PvP. It's going to be weird. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right, and with that, let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Topic of the week. So, Dr. Disrespect... That's a name of a streamer that I had nowhere near my sights until recently. Mm-hmm. He was someone who I, I thought maybe he was just a, a shit poster. Maybe he was someone that mainly streamed games I wouldn't care to watch. So I didn't have any real incentive to try pulling him up. So Dr. Disrespect gets banned on Twitch. No one knows why. There's no talk over it. And a month and a half goes by, but now he is back, and he's streaming on YouTube. So I took the moment to be able to watch it live, and you know what? I get it. I get why he's as big as he is. He's really fucking good. He's fucking... He's fresh. Yeah? That's the best term I can come up with. It's fresh. It, it feels good. It gives you that good old 1980s vibe. With the uh, the atmosphere that he goes for, but he mm-hmm. he makes it its own its own image too, like that logo with the sunglasses and the mustache. Mm. That's just oof. That's really fucking. You can't good, yeah. fuck with it. No, you can't. Like, so I I I looked at a little bit of that stuff. Well, you showed me a little bit of that stuff. Yeah, and he's he has the skills to back up all of that attitude. Like, he has the skills. Like, I understand that those are probably just highlights, but still, that that stuff is... I couldn't see any one of us doing something like that. I can't. I mean, maybe me once when I first pick up a video game. But that's a very big maybe. But goddamn, that is some really fucking entertaining shit. He know he's a showman too. Yeah, he knows exactly how to get people's attention. He knows how to act with people. He knows how to interact. 
He knows how to get people and then hook them. And then just like pull them along for the ride. Because that was entertaining to watch. Yeah. You know, you've, got, you've got people who watch streams and watch their daily YouTube videos of uh, Game Grumps. Some people have Markiplier. And, you know, I, I was, you know, when I would watch things like Markiplier and Game Grumps, I felt like, man, I'm completely out of the target audience. Mm-hmm. But what Dr. Disrespect was doing just reels me in. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and what does it is I love the blowhard kind of attitude from a character. Mm-hmm. And and you and you can easily understand that Dr. Disrespect is just a character. Whoever is playing as, as Disrespect has his own life uh, outside of the streams, and he makes sure that he's he's taking care of his home. His, his, he's got a wife, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I heard, actually, because I, I think I heard like she was very supportive of him mm-hmm. after the ban. So... I have no idea who the guy is behind the sunglasses, but I like it. If you know, it, once he streams again, yeah, I'll be more than happy to to try and catch it. Uh, Weirdo in the chat says his daughter comes on the stream every once in a while. Ooh, wow, that's cool. That is that's badass. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So. Okay, so the, the, the Twitch ban. Um, I, I heard about uh, about this as soon as it happened. Actually, Weirdo brought this up while we were recording. And, uh, yeah, Weirdo brought this up uh, in the Arrogant Media Discord. If you want to be in the Discord that we run, we have the patreon.com slash arrogant media page for $5 per month to get access into it. Anyways, uh, thank you for doing that, Weirdo, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because bringing that into our attention was... was I guess bringing in a, contra- a controversy that needs to be discussed because I believe that if someone as huge as Dr. Disrespect is is getting banned, I think that people need to be able to get an idea of why that happened. Mm-hmm. And Twitch has honestly been extremely quiet when it came down to it. Yeah. And so that's really... It's really concerning that they're just starting to, that they're pulling they're pulling a Bethesda when uh, Fallout seventy six first hit the field, yeah. you know, blindfold shotgun shooting any sort of hacker that they find, no explanation other than yeah you were you were doing the naughty naughty cheating like whatever, okay that was kind of a scummy thing that that they were doing but this one it just I feel like I feel like Twitch is doing this to you know, flex, but they did it in a very bad and tasteless way. Like in a very bad tasting way, in all honesty. Cause I, I, I think the reason why Twitch was doing this was to show everyone that, oh, no one is safe from the big Twitch hammer, the Twitch ban hammer. You better act good or else the Twitch police comes after you. I don't know why I turned into a boss. Suddenly dude. we find out that it was ferociously Steph that banned him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's it's just now I started looking into reasons why Twitch has basically been doing what amounts to a purge. If you got a if you have sexual allegations levied against you, you're gonna get the ban. But when it comes down to Doctor Disrespect, I was trying to look up like any sort of like controversy behind him. Wasn't really that came to mind in any recent memory, really. Yeah, like he's he's just he plays video games. Like sure, he recorded once in a bathroom that was empty. Like he he wasn't doing anything. He was just in front of a stall. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's really weird that all of a sudden he gets banned like this. But it's oh gosh, it feels bad because that's that's a person's livelihood right then and there. I think it feels gross. Yeah. Like, as much as I'm not a fan of Markiplier, like, I wouldn't want that to happen to him. No. He's he's a he's a genuinely nice person. Like, it's 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 the same thing with a lot of people that I that I, you know, watch every once in a while. It's like they're they're nice people. They don't bring up anything else. They're playing video games. And that's super cool. And it's feels weird. So I, I think what this brings to me is that 
if I want to be doing more streaming, I don't want to do it on Twitch. Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely have different platforms that we can always go to. Yeah. We got YouTube, we got Facebook, uh, there's the GamingChampions.com thing that they were talking about on the article that I was reading, and it's, I feel like Twitch is no longer becoming a streaming channel for video games, because there's a lot more people that are just doing just chats, like just chatting. Well, Maddox does that. Yeah, Maddox. Like, every Ma- every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, like he's either role playing as a banana, role playing as Cowboy Oxmad, or he's doing Maddox News. Yeah, but it it it, it comes to people aren't going to Twitch anymore for. I mean, p- people are still going to twi- uh going to Twitch for video games, but if you look over on like the top channels or like the top genres, video games or whatever you want to call it. You're always going to see your Fortnite's, always you're going to see your League of Legends, Call of Duty Warzone. Then there's just chat. Yeah. And that's basically, like, it's starting to gain more and more traction. I think that had to happen eventually. Yeah, that did have to happen eventually. I will understand that. It's just that I think they're no longer... I think they're starting to think that they see the writing on the wall and that they're going to start putting more support into, you know, just chatting. I think they're going to start doing a lot more of that. I think they're going to start trying to incentivize people to start doing more of that because that really... If if you go on to the Twitch channels, and it's, it, is, it is going to be over, possibly over, like, 50,000 people that are watching these sorts of streams. And they're popular. I, I see why they're popular. People are talking about making masks... Uh, Games Workshop has actually gone on to that now where they stream on Twitch. And it's it's like hobby videos, hobby hangouts. Everyone's talking about different stuff. You, you kind of get the idea. It's just... I think that there's other avenues that you can go to. Different platforms you can go to. Because now YouTube has its own like gaming platform now i think it's just called youtube gaming it's its own separate thing that you can go on to and that's where they host a lot of the streams that's where i caught e3 a couple years ago was off of the gaming network i think that's what it is uh, for uh, e3 that's where i uh that's where i watched a few of my league of legends uh worlds championships that's where I'll watch every once in a while a couple other YouTubers that play Team Fortress 2. They'll stream on there. And it's just it's kind of nice for once. Let's talk about platforms for a second, too. We'll, we'll get back to Dr. Disrespect in a moment. But I, I do want to talk about platforms because I believe that if MySpace was able to be replaced by Facebook, that can happen with any other tower. Mm-hmm. And I believe the same thing can happen for YouTube. It can happen for Twitter um, and and Twitch. So where am I going to go at with this, though? Let's say, let's say you don't like Twitter and you want to go with an alternative. What do you got? You got Gab. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm banned from Gab because I uh, used porn to get myself banned. To just to just to make a statement, yeah. Let's say you want to stream. You've you've got four options. You've got Twitch. You've got YouTube. But what if you want to stream somewhere else? There's not much. There's D Live, mm-hmm. and in fact, I don't know if you've heard of the Kill Stream, but the Kill Stream, which is run by Ethan Ralph, a guy that has very much done so to to help tarnish the reputation for GamerGate, and he runs his show, the Kill Stream, on D Live. And Ralph has been caught taking down streams for uh, streams on D Live, ooh, because he's got connections. Ugh, I hate it when people do that. Yeah, uh, Ethan Ralph is a shit person, and uh, he he's been getting what's coming to him. Actually, ooh, that's good. Yeah, uh, ask his girlfriend's dad. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look that shit up. Okay. So. <laughs> So if if you want to be on if you want to do streaming but you want to do something alternative, well you don't have much for options because let's like I'm on BitChute, and yet on BitChute there's a lot of like neo Nazi shit, there's flat Earth shit, there's all kinds of stuff that I I don't want to be 
aligned with. Yeah. But it's there anyway. So at the very least, I can hope that my content is like helping to balance out the shit that I find on BitChute. Mm-hmm. Yet for some reason, my stuff gets more views on BitChute than it does on YouTube. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. But that might be because of how small that platform is compared to YouTube. Mm-hmm. What I would advise if is if somebody really wants to get in on streaming or making any kind of content, uh, go through YouTube, go through Twitch. They, As much as it may suck to use those platforms, like if you're not on there, it's like you don't exist. Yeah. So it's... It's going to be that way for every streamer. Like, again, we've talked about this before. Cream of the crop, which means that there's a lot of bullshit that's at the bottom. Like, you got to be the cream of the crop. Like, you got to be at the top of the cream of the crop. <laughs> yeah. You got to be that little bit of foam that's just kind of sitting right there and just, like, looking at it. And it's, mm, that looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, in this day and age, it's... It's pretty hard to kind of differentiate, uh, differentiate, yeah, differentiate yourself from other streamers, because like, let's say that you say to yourself, "Ah, I'm pretty good at Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, I'll play." Oh, Jesus, that's a lot of people that are playing that right now. Okay, here we go. I guess, <laughs> and like putting yourself out there, like it's gonna suck at first. Keep at it. Like Jesus Christ! Like I cannot, like I cannot emphasize that at all. Like any more than that. Just keep at it. That's the best way that you're gonna be able to do, like, be successful when it comes out of the streaming business. Yeah. So, as far as uh, Doctor Disrespect goes, I mean, YouTube is just this new home, and and that's it. And where this goes, I'm not quite sure, because now he's going to be focusing that much more on using YouTube as a platform. So if he has anything happen, like getting copyright struck, which can happen, Mm -hmm. and this can happen with false DMCAs. Yes. So I don't know if anyone here is actually, you know, remembers the old times of YouTube when finally they're able to get sponsored content out there. But there was a very long time, especially with Total Biscuit, he had false DMCA's on his videos when he was told to, "Hey, I'll give you money to review these games." Oh, you said bad word things about my video game. I'm gonna copy strike you. Like that actually happened to. And it's two not of his even games. It's not even like big companies that do that either. I I remember in the early early days of YouTube, within its one to two year infancy where you had Venom Fang X giving copyright strikes against Thunderfoot. If you don't know who those two are, then you're... Well, that probably means I'm dating myself pretty heavily here. (laughs) But this was back in 2007. So uh, Venom Fang X, who was a small boy named Sean, was a creationist going up against Thunderfoot, the the big evil atheist. And so Thunderfoot made funny ha-ha at Venom Fang X's expense. And so Venom Fang X decide, oh, I could use a, a, a DMCA claim against him to take down the video. Ugh. Well, what that led to is that Thunderfoot had a friend who was a lawyer that printed out a document, a statement, and, and made Venom Fang X read it and record himself doing so. Oh. Oh. That was a big deal back then. Oh, Jesus. Like, it wasn't a big deal for the entire world, but for those that were on YouTube, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, goddamn, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So th- th- that's the thing, though. Like, you've got to watch your back. You've got to be careful about what you're doing. Otherwise, like, just three copyright strikes and you're you're done. Mm-hmm. It's, it sucks. Not going to lie. But goddamn, what are you going to do, I guess? Yeah. So. All right. At this point, though, I'm a fan. I dig what what Disrespect is doing. Yeah. I like it. Fucking more power to him. Yeah. 
I yep. use YouTube a lot more than I use Twitch anyway, so. <laughs> Godspeed, little doodle. Go get him, tiger. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to the episode. If you like what we do, we have facebook.com slash arrogantmedia. And don't forget, we have patreon.com slash arrogantmedia for $5 per month to get access into the Discord channel. And uh, hit us up. And if you have any questions, comments for us, let us know. Steph, you got anything else before we go? Okay, talk about more tyranny. We'll talk more about tyranny soon. Yay. Thank you guys again. Until next time, fall damage. Okay. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs> <laughs>